ability to pause and respond instead of react. Was finding enough time for yourself this past year a struggle? And as hard as you try, it just didn't happen? If the answer is a resounding yes, Jacqueline shares her insights on how she went from an overworked perfectionist to a go-with-the-flow person. And I think you'll be inspired by her story of what had to change for her to shift her mindset. Jacqueline Osborne, podcast host of 52 Weeks of Me, takes us on her journey as a full-time executive and mother of three, desperately struggling with work-life balance, realizing you can have it all, but you just can't do it all. Wouldn't we all like to create change in our lives? These compelling and extraordinary conversations can help you make better life choices. I'm Terry Yaffe, executive career and business coach and founder of Try Coaching. Welcome, Jacqueline. How are you on this Monday morning? Oh, I'm good, and it's warm here, so can't complain. Just ready to kick off the week. Jacqueline, tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are. Sure. Uh, definitely a loaded question, but I'm going to come from two angles, if that's okay. I'll try to be brief. So there's the work angle, and then there's the life angle. And I think it's important to talk about both. So professionally, I am a managing director, and I've been in financial services for my entire career. I have went from multiple financial institutions, and it was all around work hard, delivery, and work harder, right? And that's done great. But then personally, uh, I am a mother of three, and I was suffering from a combination of burnout, perfectionism, overachieving, stress, name them all, and I really couldn't do it anymore. Something had to give, and I had an aha moment after a session with an executive coach, actually. And it was one question. And that question was around negative internal dialogue. And he asked me who validated it. And it was like, ah, no one. And from that moment on, I decided to start a journey called 52 Weeks of Me, where I performed unactive self-care every week for 52 weeks. And it was really trying to find... And I don't like to say balance because there's that word is loaded, but integration, work-life integration, which is why I answered on the two sides. And that's a little bit about me and how I got here. And 52 Weeks of Me is well over. The blogging has stopped, but I created a podcast with the same name because the concept uh, is so passionate and I do it purely for joy. That's very interesting. And my hunch is that that's more the norm today than not that companies are asking, requiring people to work long hours. Now, maybe during the pandemic that has changed and there's been a shift in how executives are thinking because of the great resignation and people want different things. You know, going back a long time ago when I worked at and I traveled, I actually had to not go 
to my daughter's graduation because I had to travel and I was needed in wherever I needed to be. A little different, but fast forward to today. So what's your take on where the universe is regarding this whole work hard, work harder? Have you seen a shift? Yeah, I do. I mean, I definitely think there is a shift. And more importantly, I think there's a societal expectation reduction or the norms are reducing and we're starting to get there. But honestly, there's so much more that has to happen because for those of us in my generation, we already are, the the seeds already been planted. We already have that internal expectation. There's no one telling us in any of my career, no one has said you must travel. You know, when you said I need to travel, my, I smirked because it's like, who said you need to? It's most likely you thought you need to. And I think that is it, is we're changing the dialogue of ourselves. And yes, society should come along. And yes, organizations need to be more accepting. But at the end of the day, it's that the old saying of focus on what you can control and not what you can't control. So to me, it's less around the societies or the employer or the manager and we're all, we're all around you. You know, you make the decision. And by you, I mean me. So now when I look at my calendar, I make the decision on when it's right for me to travel, when I need to be home. And I make the decisions based on multiple factors, not just working hard or working harder. So you've taken it upon yourself to to maneuver and navigate your schedule so that you can balance being a mother, a family person, and an executive. Exactly. And one of the weeks of the blogs that we've talked about work hard, work harder was work smarter, not harder. And that was really the week where it was over the summer and it was it was during COVID and my kids were in camps all over the place. And instead of thinking, oh, I need to work seven to seven, whatever it may be, it was I can take an hour and go drive them and then come back and either work the extra hour or don't. And I think that was the biggest shift for me is that I didn't need to be in a seat seven to seven. And, you know, another analogy I use is work from home, work from office. Me, I say work where needed. Why are we putting any bucket on it three days a week, two days a week? To me, it's all around be where I'm the most productive. And that might be in the air, that might be traveling, that might be in the office, that might be at home, that might be at a restaurant. But wherever it is, it's about productivity. And let's change the definition of success and the metrics to quantifiable productivity and not just badge in, badge out, hours in seat. It used to be you had to be in the office. That was the rule because that's where you got your work done. Nobody ever thought that, oh, I can be in the air or I can be in a car or in a restaurant and yet still be productive. So creating change, how has this in ways created change for you by 52 weeks of me? And then we're going to look at taking it out more to how this whole thing has created change, not for you, but for others. 
Sure. I mean, where do I start? It's so much. I mean, I can go over the multiple dimensions, mental, physical, emotional, but let's just start with the the ones that are the most. One is the levels of stress. I feel better. It's like a weight is physically off of my shoulder. It was constantly trying to be a people pleaser and do everything. And the, the saying is you can't withdraw from an empty bank. You know, you can't pour for an empty cup. It's it's all the same thing. So for me, being able to invest in myself and make deposits, I just feel lighter and that's physically and emotionally uh, happier. And the most notable one for me is my ability to pause and respond instead of react. I was so strung out and so tired and everything was boom, 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 that I wasn't really able to stop and think like, here's a great example. Like we work from home now. And yes, all my kids are at school. It's highly likely they'd come barging through the door. And if they did, I would yell and I'd be mad at them. But it's not their fault. They were hungry. They were thirsty. They weren't intentionally trying to upset me. But I was reacting to how I felt instead of pausing to think, oh, well, maybe they need something. Hold on one second. And that's been game changing for me. It feels like I can just, you know, react. And then last but not least, and I feel like, again, I can go on so many, but another one is being present. You know, there, I forget the name of the movie, but there's a movie where I talk about living on an island and, you know, all blocks of times are like little bits. And that's how I, I used to live. I used to live for like this holiday or that holiday, like just checking off time. But now I can be fully present. And that's with everything that's in my job, that's at my home, that's with my family, with my friends. And being fully present, you can fully appreciate the moment. You can't put it into words. So hopefully that gives you a sense of some of these changes because they're full throttle. And and let me just say, um, it didn't impact my work. I don't deliver less. If anything, I deliver more. Um, And there is a book that talks about that too, less but better. And and sometimes it's the case when you're fully rested and you're fully at your best, you're more productive. Wonderful, wonderful thoughts and tidbits for people. So being present so many times, our mind is just going that we're not present for our kids and they don't, we don't hear them. We actually don't hear what, either they're saying or feeling, it's like, oh, sure, right. You know, because our mind is, what do I need to do for the office tomorrow? What do I need to do for dinner tonight? And that impacts its communication. It impacts our communication because if we're not present, then we're not hearing and listening to what's actually happening, number one. Number two we have to take care of ourselves. And certainly the theme for my podcast is how to be a better version of you in 2023. And certainly taking care of yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be an empty vessel that just can't give anything. So taking care of yourself In 52 weeks of me, how do you take care of yourself? What are some of the things that you can share? 
Yeah, I mean, great question. And originally, even when I started, but when I talk about it, everyone thinks of like the traditional self-care, like getting your nails done, getting your hair done, going shopping, going to the spa. And yes, while those things are amazing, they're often very transactional. You feel really great when you're in the spa that day, but it it tends to go away. Right, right. Same thing. You go to a really good restaurant. mm, It feels really good while you're eating. And then after you probably don't even feel that great. So for me, the answer to this was not just time management. It wasn't just do those physical things. For me, some of the best things were stop being a people pleaser, work smarter, not harder. It was really around those shifts in mindset because that's where I was struggling was to let it go, come back fast. And I think those material changes were some of the best weeks. I'm trying to think of some of the others, but really it was all around focusing on what I can control and and stopping that expectation of greatness. And I would say those were the most profound, lasting impacts. Even to this day, I still come back to those. And yes, I always say I'm in recovery because I'm not going to tell you I'm perfect. I'm not. But I have that mindset that, ooh, you know, I just started veering off. Let me come back and, and reset. And that's okay. Progress, not perfection. So I would say for me, it was not around that traditional self-care, what I call self-care plus, and really thinking about the acts and that the mindset. So would you suggest for someone every week to come up with one thing that they're going to do that week? And it's not about the nails and the hair, but it's really self-care internally right? Making internal changes, which can result in the outer. Yeah, I've got four A's. And and yes, well, I think one a week is great. At the end of the day, I think it comes back to, let's see if I get these in the right order, awareness. So you need to have an awareness of what you want to fix. Acceptance, you need to commit to it and understand that you are going to accept the change action. You have to take action because if you just think about it, it won't get done. And then last but not least, accountability. And for me, that was the blog. But hold yourself accountable with us an accountability partner, a blog, something. But to me, those four A's are really what it means. So whether you do it weekly, you do it monthly, it doesn't matter. But just ensure that you have the awareness, you accept it, you take action, and you hold yourself accountable. Okay, so it's awareness, acceptance, action, and accountability, which is the most important. Yeah, and that's where the blog was. Accountable. So I loved you had a phrase, you can have it all, but you can't do it all. Yeah, this is one that really means a lot to me. Uh, I mean, so I, again, that overachieving workaholic perfectionist, I used to hold myself to everything. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be the best employee. I want to be the best manager, the best wife, the best daughter, the best at everything. And what I realized is you can have it all. You can absolutely, you know, the question is, how do you do it? Can you have children and a job? Yes, you can have it all, but you can't do it all. And what I'd like to throw in at the same time, meaning there are going to be games you miss. Like you said, you had to travel for a graduation. Hopefully it's not something as big as a graduation, but yes, you will absolutely miss parts of parenting. You might not be there for the first steps. You might not be there for the 
first try of carrots, but you you can do it. Same thing with work. You might have to miss a conference. You might miss a meeting, but again, it's okay. Same thing with friends. You might have to say no to a trip. Or you might have to say no to a dinner date, but at the end of the day, you have to make that choice and you have to make the choice in the moment And the other thing I would say is you have to delegate. It takes a village. I absolutely can have the kids, but I need a babysitter. And there's days where I need a driver. And there's days where my husband, actually most days where my husband is is available. And we might have to order out dinner. I can't cook every meal at like a four-star restaurant, right? And that's what I mean by you can have it all, but you can't do it all. Because there are moments where you need to accept progress. There are moments where you need to outsource. And at the end of the day, you need to have a village to rely on. So true. And people that, oh, I can do this. They they hold themselves up as this martyr almost that for some reason in their mind, they need to be a martyr and say, I can do this all alone. And then the world comes crumbling down on them because they can't. And that is a shift in a mindset. It's all about choice and the consequences that come with choice. I tell my clients all the time, it's about choice. However, when you make a choice, there's a consequence that goes with that choice. And it's about, from what you're saying, what do you say yes to and what do you say no to? Because you can't always have the yes, 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 and then you kind of box yourself into a corner. In in aligned with what you're saying, and we're going to wrap up in a minute, was Marie Marie Kondo, who is the you know Japanese guru on organizing and wrote books on organizing and 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 your space and how to make it perfect and how do you achieve your ideal life. I just read that she's given up achieving being this total tidy person. And now she's messy because she couldn't hold it all together. So there you go. The the guru of everything has to be perfect is now realizing that's not the case. Yeah, the expectations we set on ourselves, and and this is probably another one of the changes, but self-compassion and self-love. Like if we just talk to ourselves the way we talk to a four-year-old child or our mother or our spouse, we would all be so much happier. That is a form of self-care because we are so hard on ourselves. The expectations to be perfect all the time a recipe for disaster. If we set realistic goals, such as allowing yourself to be messy, such as allowing yourself to have a hair out of place, you know, whatever it may be, we will be internally, you know, better for it. And that I'm not surprised because progress, not perfection is, you know, perfection is actually the enemy of progress, which comes back to action is if you're constantly worried about being perfect. Actually, I'll give you some of my own examples. Like when I started the blog or even the podcast for that sense, it was like, how am I going to find guests? How am I going to do it? Do you know where I write my blogs? 
anywhere, everywhere, on the phone, in the notes pad. I don't need silence. I don't need an office. I don't need an hour block. I just do it because progress, not perfection, and it gets done. And that's it. It doesn't matter if it could have been better. Once it's out there, it's out there. And if I could have done something better, I use it and maybe I learn it for next time. And I'm just kinder myself. And that's it. Oh, so we could go on forever. However, we're going to wrap up and I leave our listeners with the four A's for sure and repeat them. They are awareness, acceptance, action, and accountability. Four A's and self-compassion, self-love, and self-kindness. That is what I think this is all about. And I don't think we could add anything else to this. Jacqueline, thank you so much. It has been 52 weeks of me and hopefully 52 weeks of everyone out there. Have a great day and thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining the conversation. For related content on extraordinary work, visit my website, trycoaching.com. I'll be back in two weeks with another conversation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe to future podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Always remember, when you work with passion and purpose, your work can become extraordinary. Do you know the top three resolutions people make going into the new year? Did you say eating better? If so, you would be correct. You'll want to listen to my next guest, Philip Pape, certified nutrition coach and mindset specialist as he talks to us about how you can achieve optimal health that fits your lifestyle without excessive dieting, cardio, or food restrictions.